You're listening to What Devay Said About Music, the beard on the shoulder of Pirate Radio with your host, Bob Devay, your personal music pusher. So get high on his supply. And uh, I remember when I was in that little bitty radio station and I was playing all those rock and roll records? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. If you can visualize that, that's what all of us in radio do. Did you hear? 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 What do they said about music? From Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA. We just as well as all get ready to have a good time because there ain't nothing else you could have when this gal's around. On our country show, here is our favorite girlfriend. This is Caitlin Rose, and you're listening to What Duvet Said About Music. Thank you. 
Welcome, everybody, to What Duvet Said About Music. I am your host, Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from the grand old Opry of podcasting, the kitchen of my apartment in San Francisco, California. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. I am so excited to have you with me again this week. And if you can't tell by the intro, we are going to feature Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, and boy, is there a lot of great music coming out of Music City these days. It is not the kind of music you're going to think about. You know, forget about your Brad Paisleys, your Trace Atkins, your Taylor Swifts, your Brooks and Dunn. That's been done. There's a lot of new stuff that's going on right now. And I want to play it for you. A lot of great underground music. A lot of great singer-songwriters that people don't know about or may not know about this far west. And I intend on shining a bright spotlight on some of this amazing talent. And I would like to thank so many people for kicking off the show. First of all, in about a half hour's time, we are gonna have an interview with Tristan. Tristan is an amazing singer and songwriter out of Nashville, Tennessee. I was able to sit down with her last Thursday before her show at the Rickshaw Stop in San Francisco. I believe it was her first time playing San Francisco. And it was an amazing show. I had a wonderful time uh, watching her perform and getting a chance to talk with her and her band. So I'm gonna play you the interview I had with her a little bit later. And I can't wait to turn you on to her brand new record. It is called Charlatans at the Garden Gate. I've played some Tristan before. I'm gonna dig deep into this album. There's so many great songs. So I am really looking forward to exposing everybody that doesn't know about Tristan to her music. She is amazing, wonderful. I'd like to thank um, people over at American Myth Recordings who put out her album and put me in touch with her, particularly Chris Vineyard, who's at uh, Big Hassle Publicity. He uh, facilitated the interview. I'd like to thank him very much for doing that. And again, I just can't say enough about what an amazing uh, show it was and what a great singer-songwriter, performer, musician she is. So we're going to have that. As you heard, I'd like to thank Caitlin Rose, another Wonderful talent coming out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, big fan of hers. You've heard me play her as well. She was kind enough to do the station ID back when I met her at Austin City Limits Festival. I look forward to her coming around 
um, playing San Francisco. She has a new record coming out, I believe, in March. So we'll play a couple of uh, songs from her. That was actually um, off of a Day Trotter session that she did recently. Daytrotter.com. Go there. There's a lot of great music for free. Just got to sign up. And that song was called Own, Own Side, and it's off her album, Own Side Now. That's going to be coming out shortly. It's out in the UK. It will be out in the States in March. Forget what label's putting that out. I'll check on that one. And we're just going to play so much different music. I mean, there's so much diversity in the Nashville scene that I just felt compelled to do this show and shine a light on it. So hopefully you guys get exposed to some great music and uh, a lot of little tricks and uh, treats in the show today. Going to be dug up some interesting stuff online to kind of supplement. And as always, you can go to our blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com. I'll add some video and some supplemental materials and links for everything you hear here on this show. I'll also have the playlist posted because I know you love that. So you can go and check out these fabulous artists that I bring to you. Because that is, that is what I do. That is my gift to you. Can't say Robert Bob Duvet doesn't give gifts, because I do. All right, so uh, I guess we should get into some music. I'm going to play a few songs before getting into my interview with Tristan, just to kind of loosen everybody up, get the music flowing a bit, and then we'll play that. We're going to play a lot of songs, like I said, off her album, so very excited about that. Um, what to play? That is the interesting question. I'm going to stay in the uh, singer-songwriter vein, and I am going to play something by a songwriter by the name of Andrew Combs. The uh, song's going to be called Wandering Heart. And as always, you can reach us here with your calls and your concerns. 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. Do give a call. I love hearing your calls. I will play them on the air as I receive them. And you can always write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. That's whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Enough. Let's play music, shall we? This wandering home found a place.
come with me could you take my hand so i've been saving up to buy a little piece of land darling don't Let's 
I'll be the first to admit I never tried It should hurt, but it should hurt sometimes We don't see eye to eye
Okay, that was Chelsea Crowell doing Tremolo Trees. I think that album came out in 2009. It was her debut. Love the record. Love that song. So I wanted to play that. I've been kind of heavy on the ladies, it seems like, early on in this set. But that's okay. I think I just because I'm excited about the Tristan interview, which is coming up in just a couple minutes. I'll let you know what you heard if you're keeping score at home. We let off that triple shot with Justin Towns Earl, a former resident of Nashville. Now I believe he lives in New York City, but I had to put him in there. I'm really excited. I'm going to be seeing him next Tuesday at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. Look for his album, Harlem River Blues. It's really good. I've played him before. Very talented. Son of Steve Earl. That doesn't matter, though. He's got his own thing going on. And let's see. We also played Natalie Prass, a song called Your Fool. I don't know how popular or big she is in Nashville. I just know I like her voice a lot. And a friend of mine from a band called Run With Bulls, who we'll hear later, we'll hear them later, he turned me on to her because he does a duet with her on one of his songs. And I loved her voice. I've reached out to her. Hopefully I will get an interview with her, either written or here on the show. But that's a song, again, called You're a Fool. She's listed as unsigned, which is, again, speaks to uh, the amount of talent that is out there. So what else can we uh, tell you about? I think that was it. Is that all I played? It was. Justin Towns Earl doing Mama's Eyes, Natalie Prass doing You're a Fool, and Chelsea Crowell doing Tremolo Trees. And that all leads us up to the main event. Before we start getting into the hard, hard stuff and some of the other more uh, rock and roll. I want to stick in the singer-songwriter vein right now and get right to my interview with Tristan. So let me play a little uh, studio trickery and then we will, uh, we will play you Tristan. This is not just a short walk across a stage. It's a long, hard journey through backroom bars, all-night drives, and one-horse towns. But for a handful who are real good, the road leads here. Hey, this is Tristan, and you're listening to What Duvet Said About Music.
All right, without further ado, we're going to get into the Tristan interview. That was her song, Matchstick Murder, off her new record, Charlatans at the Garden Gate. We will be linking to all this stuff on the blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com. I just want to say that you'll hear a little bit of background noise. We got together to talk backstage at the rickshaw stop in San Francisco before a show. But her and I sound pretty clear, so enjoy it. Hope it isn't too distracting in the background. Again, thanks to everybody over at Big Hassle for making this happen. And thank you to Tristan and her band for gracing me with their time. And away we go. I am really excited because I'm sitting here with Tristan, who just released a brand new record called Charlatans at the Garden Gate. And anybody that's been listening to this show knows that I've been hyping and playing and telling people about her for quite some time. So I'm really happy uh, to have her. So I'll have her say hello to everybody out there in the internet. Hello, internet. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the new record. I know it just came out yesterday. That's right. And uh, we'll start with the title. Why Charlatans at the Garden Gate? I, saw, I thought it sounded really cool. <laughs> it does sound um, cool. Yeah, I, I think it was just more of um, the, the way that it sounded. It sort of, um, well, there's a lot of songs about liars and deceivers on the record. And, you know, it's just, it's about being in a time in your life when you've realized that, you know, most people are full of shit, so... That seems like quite an inspiration for now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you don't ever know what you're you're doing until it's done, mm -hmm. and that's what happened. You know, it's, it's kind of speaking to some of the lyrics that I heard. I've had a chance to just kind of listen to it. It's been streaming, and so I've caught songs here and there. You know, you're very like literary and not literal in your lyrics. Does that you know right. kind of make sense? Yeah. And which is really refreshing and it kind of is a different sort of than what people would expect uh, out of a Nashville artist, you know, where right. you get kind of hit over the head with the obvious. Right. Is that like something that... Do yeah, you... I think country music nowadays is very literal and I think the tradition of country lyric writing has been to be pretty literal and um, but I also don't consider myself a country artist and I don't consider myself to really have much of a connection musically with anything going on in Nashville right now. Um, but I did go to Nashville because I was a songwriter and, um, and I like poetry and I think that, you know, you can write a story that's literal. The best, the best songs are literal and, you know, Tom Petty did it really well. Um, and, 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 and so some of the songs are literal, but, you know, in the same respect, you can say something in a completely different way and people will fill in the gaps where they want and make it into what they want. You don't have to say everything to say something, you know, so I don't, you know, it's, it's a, it's a musical thing for me as well. You know, it's got to fit into some cadence that I'm thinking of. Um, and I like to read poetry, so it works. So did you have kind of, was that a background that you had before getting into songwriting? Was no. poetry or was it they two just kind of... Um, I think I've, once I started writing a lot, I, I thought, God, I probably need to read poetry or like, you know, get in, you know, interested in some, you know, writers, um... But I, I tend to like, um, like one of my favorite um, writers is Khalil Gibran, and like he's just my all-time favorite. I feel like it's because a lot of it sounds like the Bible to me, and I, you know, grew up Catholic, and not that I, you know, 
not that I'm a religious person, but that I think a lot of those stories are very beautiful, and I like I like that you know kind of storytelling. And how are the songs written? Are you sitting down with a guitar, coming up with a lot yeah. of? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I sit down with a guitar. Sometimes I'm just in my head. You know, I've written written songs on airplane. I have a thing wherever I do an airplane ride, I try to like write a song. Um, because it's a finite amount of time uh-huh. and it sucks, you know, <laughs> so you try to distract yourself and make it go by fast. But um, yeah, usually I have like a nice little office, a studio in my house that's mine, and um, I have a really awesome piano and a, and a lot of great instruments, and I just kind of get up every day and work on something, whether I'm working on a demo of another song or I'm reworking the lyrics on something else. I'm just constantly working. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a regiment for me that I enjoy. So, um, I guess we'll talk about a couple of the songs. Um, the song that hooked me was Eager for Your Love. Oh, I'm I heard, glad to hear that. heard that on Everybody like, wants demo. to be baby drugs, and I'm that's like... That's a great song, too. But I think Eager's for, the one. It, it, that's the catchiest hook and then I listen to the words, and I'm like, what am I singing? And I'm singing, like, Tame That Nasty Shrew. And it's like, it, 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 it sounded so poppy and then so not when I was like, yeah. you know, Well, you don't expect it. nasty to ever uh-huh. be in the chorus. Or Shrew, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that song, very different sounding than a song like Baby Drugs, which has a bit more of that more kind of like traditional, um, more sparser range kind of yeah, country yeah. feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this record is like, like that. A, yeah, that one's got like a, a leader of the pack kind of feel to it, um, which we were going for. Um, but yeah, the Baby Drugs is, is a little bit more literal, and that's probably why it's the single. I think that's how it works. Um, and that song was written fairly quickly in probably 20 minutes. I mean, Eager was written very quickly as well. Baby Drugs, I don't think when I was writing it, I was really taking it all that seriously. You know, it was um, just sort of like a whatever, let's write something kind mm-hmm. of deal. So, Another song I really like on the new record, Doomsday. Yeah. Um, that one is another different kind of shade from those other two. To me, it has yeah. a bit more of a indie sort of guitar-driven sort of that feel one to it. I was reading Grimm a lot of, I used to read I had a book when I was a child of Grimm's fairy tales and mm-hmm. so I went back to like reading some of those just out of nostalgia and then I wrote that song to kind of be in that vein so that, that makes a little bit more sense but um, yeah I mean the thing about the record is that it, we wrote we worked on it over such a long period of time and so many other things were in the works while we were making it that you're kind of just getting a, a, a song here and there from over two years, and I probably write, you know, 50 songs a year or something wow. like that. I mean, not always. Sometimes it's 30, but, you know, it depends on what I'm doing. But um, there's a lot of stuff that just kind of fell to the wayside. But I think in the end, we we the way that I was looking at it was picking the ones that worked the best and then putting those out. And anything that didn't really work, and then there were songs that never got finished, and then there were songs that never even got recorded. So, you know, it's just like the way that it works out. So we'll get the the, the demo mix. Uh, no, they're all secret. buried. Buried. Yeah, I mean, there's just no point. A lot of them, you know, I'll, they didn't work for a reason, and then the good things about them show up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't I don't feel precious about songs or, like, writing a song like, wow. You know, I think if you do it enough, you quit feeling attached to, 
you know, a particular song. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not really about that. It's no, about, yeah, they're, they're you know, what's going to work for this record. Yeah, what's, what's, like, what feels completed. And it's hard for me to complete, to say something is completed, so. You feel like you can always tweak it a little more. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm meticulous. And I think it drove Jeremy crazy. But I think, Is that you the know, producer? Um, no, he, I mean, we I mean, I produced produce the record, but mm -hmm. I mean, he it was an engineer, and so mm -hmm. we did produce it together um, in the true sense of that word. Um, but he, um, yeah, yes, I think I drove him crazy, but I think by the end, well, no, I think after about three or four months when some things started coming together, he, I think he trusted me from the beginning, but I think it, he felt better about um, how meticulous I was being. And he actually talks about a lot of that stuff in a, oh, he did a little blurb for a blog talking about us working together. Um, I think it's called the Vinyl District. And so he talks a lot about how meticulous that I am. But it's really nice. So did you come up with the string arrangements and stuff like right. that? Because some of those songs, I'm trying to, I mean, it's towards the end of the song. Maybe it's called Wicked Heart. Yeah. Um, there's like a really pretty string arrangement to go along with the vocal, and it almost sounds like it could be like right there on a Beatles album, like Revolver or something like that. I'm very influenced by that band. I think at a young age, so I'm not really sure like where that comes into play, but uh -huh. I know it's there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wrote the string arrangements. I wrote a lot of the melodies that a lot of the melodic instruments are playing. Um, it's kind of a blur at this point, but yeah. Um, yeah. Are you classically trained? In no, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I can read music and I can chart string <laughs> parts, but that's self-taught. I mean, I played piano for years and I taught piano to kids um, from f for, as a high school job all the way through college. So I'm. I can read music, and that's really all you need to be able to do to to. Um, and I'm not like writing, you know, arrangements that are really. My string parts tend to be a little bit more. Um, uh, smoother and, and I, I'm usually they're more like what an organ would play because I, I play organ on the record and um, so they tend to be more like pads and so I can pretty easily chart all that stuff out but I'm you know they've got great programs for all that and stuff and all now. those vocal parts you as well mm -hmm. Some Actually, really nice there's some there's some with other people um, guest singing on it, but for the most part, all the all the you know ninety percent of the backing vocals are mine, and and the the vocals I you know yeah I I did a lot of demos by myself, so I, I you know I'm just used to singing a bunch of different parts, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I like. I'm, I'm really into like vocal groups and Lubin Brothers, Everly Brothers, like mm -hmm. the dual singer. That's funny because I was also going to say that in some songs I catch a bit of like that 50s sort of songwriting yeah. you know structure or in some way but then it gets kind of tweaked in your way you know yeah. And but I hear a bit of that Everly Brothers or you know some even Buddy Holly type you know mm -hmm. so for it sounds deceptively simple but the songs yeah. are never rarely ever you know. Yeah I mean the, the chords are all you know easy chords to play but you know it, it's it's kind of fun to throw something in there that people don't expect um but yeah i mean i'm a singer i was a singer first and foremost so i was just trying to sing something that I, is going to be interesting to sing over and over again for a couple years yeah now is there a song on the album that's like kind of like your baby no i well they're all my babies yeah. i don't and i don't everybody always wants to, me to pick my favorite yeah, so i can't gonna, you know i couldn't i couldn't do that to my other kids <laughs>
Just a little bit about the touring. Um, first time out here on the West Coast touring. Uh-huh. First time. So how, how's it been going? And, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, L.A. is great, and um, we'll see what San Francisco can do tonight. Yeah, and to better deliver San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's wonderful. I mean, the thing about touring the West Coast, it's extremely expensive to get out here. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make a lot of sense the same way that it is to tour like New York. It's very close and easy. And, um, so but we're really excited to be here and to uh, it's a it's totally different landscape. I mean, the hills, the sand dunes, all that stuff. We're really excited about it. You mentioned you might be coming back through again in May. We will, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to be coming back through with Ezra Furman and the Harpoons on their next tour um, starting in April, so about six weeks. So how long do you expect to be on the road behind this record, you think? Oh, I'll be on the road all all this whole year as are much you, as possible. Are you going to do, like, the, the festivals or that sort uh, of thing? Yeah, you know, nothing's... You, you really only know what's going on two, two to three months out. Um, but, yeah, we'll be on the road all year. I mean, we're on the road all year, even when I'm making a record. So, to me, it it doesn't really matter. It, I, that's the job. So, the job is being on the road. We like it. So, yeah. So, maybe I'll ask you just before we get out a little bit about home. That yeah. in Nashville. Yeah. Um, what's it? What's the What's the scene like out there? I mean, 
That's really cool. You, I mean, you definitely <laughs> is, is seem to be like out of step with what people consider Nashville type music, you know, yeah, that music I'm, city thing. But I'm considered, I think, you know, I'm considered unique because I'm not doing the country music thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it's cool. People are really responsive to that. Um, have you had pressure where people have been trying to like, no. maybe make you into something? No, you don't no, no, be, no, no, no. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm too old for that. Um, but at the same time, it's I don't I don't have anybody telling me creatively what to do. I've I've sort of set myself up to not rely on anybody in that way, and I I like it that way. I, um, you know, I don't know how it works when there's somebody telling you what to do. I think that's that comes into play when you don't know what you want to do. And I think a lot of the um, I think that, yeah, I think the scene's really cool there. I think there's um, tons of great musicians. and yeah, can you, Anybody off the top of your head you think we should be looking for that you would like oh, to give lo- a shout-out for? We love Daniel Pujol. He's really awesome. Mm-hmm. So he's a great songwriter. He's he's probably one of the only people. Oh, and Courtney Tidwell, she's amazing. She uh, um, put out a record with Kurt Wagner from Lamb Chop, and... Um, it came out overseas, and it's uh, Court, K-O-R-T, okay. and they are badass, and she is just amazing. She's put out a lot, a lot of records and written a lot of songs, and her band's incredible. Um, and Daniel Pujol, like I said, he is he's like, you know, modern-day um, replacements. Um, he's, he's a little punk rock boy, and he but he writes about real things, and his lyrics are badass, and he's a great singer. He's got this really cool vocal style that I really like. He just captivates me every time. I've seen I've only seen him play a couple times solo, but he's got a band. It's supposed to be pretty crazy and intense, so... Um, yeah. I, I can't wait to see him. Yeah, this, <laughs> this, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Twitter, things like that, Facebook, yeah, things like these podcasts, um, how important do you think that is to an artist nowadays? Oh, God, I mean, I think, asked me that four years ago, I wouldn't even know what you were talking yeah. about, but I think now, um, just because I've, I've really gotten addicted to Facebook, I have an iPhone now, I think, um... I think it's really cool. It's direct, you know. You don't need all these other people taking a cut of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that um, I think it's important. But I also think that I definitely just post on Facebook and link all the other crap to it, so I don't have to like keep up with four different things. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like Facebook. I'm into it. Yeah, no. It's One in seven people in the world have Facebook. So it's amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess there's no turning back now, right? No, there's no turning back until we run out of oil and we can't make computers anymore and we all have to learn how to make our own food. Uh, which could come sooner than yeah. we, we all hope. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody knows about that because we're too busy uh, watching TV. Yeah, the Real Housewives. Yeah, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I know, it does reality.
there you go. That was my interview with Tristan. I'd like to thank her again for sitting down with me. I covered a lot of ground there. I slipped in a couple of her songs as best I could. I didn't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation, but you heard in there, we opened up with Matchstick Murder, which is, I believe it's, there's a video for it, so it may be a single. It's one of the singles. Great song, some great twists in the lyrics there, and uh, it's kind of more, more country in vain, I suppose. And then Wicked Heart is beautiful song. I love the string arrangement on that. And that has that kind of Beatles revolver feel that we were talking about, at least in my opinion. And then the last song you just heard was called Doomsday. So catchy, so great. And again, that another different flavor, um, a bit of more of an indie sound, kind of uh, has a bit of a Nico or Neko case. I, for, I forget how it's pronounced all the time. I'm bad with that. But just so many different approaches and all sounding so cohesive and unique to her. So look for Tristan. Look for the album, Charlatans at the Garden Gate. I am going to link it all to my website, www.whatduvaysaid.com. You can call us if you want to weigh in about the interview, what you liked. If you want to know more, that's 415-937-0445. And again, you can always write in at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. Again, thanks to Tristan. Oh, hell, I'm going to play one more song. I love the record. We're going to play a song called Tadpole. I believe Caitlin Rose sings back up on this song. I think that's what I saw on the album. Good one. This is a country song. And then we're going to get into the second half of our show, which is going to be a lot heavier, a lot harder. But let's close it out with Tadpole. Tristan, album again is called Charlton's at the Garden Gate. That was the interview. This is what Duvet said about music. I am your host, Robert Bob Duvet.
The next song I'm going to play for you guys I actually wrote all the way back when I was in high school. Actually, I'm still in high school. But I did write it about a guy who sat next to me in class and I uh, had a huge, huge crush on him. And he didn't know. And so every single day he would come in and he would talk to me about his girlfriend. So every single day I had to hear, oh my God, she's so pretty. She's so awesome. Oh my God, we have such a fun time together. She's so blah, blah, blah. And so I was a good friend and I would just take it and lie to him and be like, I'm so happy for you. And I never told him that I liked him, but I did write a song with his name in it. And considering this is the new single, I'm guessing the secret's out. But uh, <laughs> they're still together, by the way. Isn't that awesome? This one's called Teardrops on My Guitar. <laughs>
Welcome back, my Davidians. We are now officially in the second hour of America's favorite podcast, What Do They Said About Music, the best program podcast anywhere in the country. That's right. I said it. I said it here. I tooted my own horn. All right, that was Pujol. Daniel Pujol mentioned in the Tristan interview doing a song called Too Safe. I get it. I get the replacements references. I like it. Can't wait till he comes to San Francisco. And before that was those darlings, those darlings doing Be Your Bro. New single, gonna be on their new record that's coming out shortly, I believe in uh, March. Speaking of in March, for those of you that live in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, another Nashville band called Natural Child is gonna be playing El Racon. El Racon is out there in the mission doing shows. Should be great, I love the sound of this band. I looked on uh, Pujol's website. They're actually playing a show, Natural Child and Pujol, in uh, Nashville. So these bands play together. So let's pair them, shall we? We're going to do a song by Natural Child called No One Wants to Party With Me. Oh, I've been there. But you want to party with me. And if you do, just call 415-937-0445 or write us at whatdoveysaid at gmail.com.
I love the sound of seagulls in the morning. Is that from a movie? Oh, who knows? There's plenty of seagulls out here in San Francisco. There's plenty of seagulls in that song. That was Heavy Cream doing Summer Bummer. Oh, can't wait for summer. I'm over winter already. And before that, we had a band called Cheap Time doing a song called People Talk. And before that, we had Natural Child doing Nobody Wants to Party With Me. And up next, we're going to play Jeff the Brotherhood doing a song. See, Jeff the Brotherhood, really great band out of Nashville. I think they're kind of the leaders of this sort of uh, garage rock movement. These guys are great. I missed them when they were in San Francisco. I'm kicking myself. I should have saw them. Did not. I'm going to play a song called Diamond Way. I believe that's a newish song. I think they're working on a new album. And I'll just let you know, uh, Jeff the Brotherhood is on Infinity Cat Recordings. I believe that's a small label out of Nashville. Also has Natural Child on it and Heavy Cream. So there you go. If you want to go to Infinity Cat Recordings, I'll post a link on the blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com, so you can check out all of this stuff. Find out where I get my information from. Up next, Jeff the Brotherhood. After that, I don't know. It's going to be from Nashville. That much I do know. Let's get back to it.
Bob Duvet with you here today, your musical valet. God, that is cheesy. All right, last song, Mona, Listen to Your Love. God, that's a good song. They're going to be huge, folks. They're already being compared to the Kings of Leon, and we know what that means. It means one day they will be headlining Coachella. Actually, they have a great sound, and they're playing Thursday night in San Francisco at the rickshaw stop, part of pop scene. I should probably go see them play. I think I might. I have kind of a uh, another show that I'm supposed to attend, but you know what? I think I might have to just, I'm filled with Nashville, and I think I need to see it all the way out, ride that wave all the way out. So I think Thursday night, I'm gonna be catching Mona. They're really good. Before that, we had a band called Totals out of Nashville. I had the opportunity to see them at the Hemlock Tavern here in San Francisco. Just dropping club names left and right. I'm a cool. It's because I'm so cool. Anyway, Total's great. Duo, drummer, guitar, and what a racket. Cool guys, too. I was supposed to follow up and do an interview with them. I hope this makes up for it. I will continue to play them. I like them a lot. They have kind of a very uh, expansive sound for just two people on stage, and I dig it, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Sonic Youth and some of those bands. So I like the way they're banging it out. And before that, Jeff the Brotherhood banging out a song called Diamond Way. They are hot. They're the kings of garage rock, in my opinion, out of Nashville. If you dare differ with me, feel free to write. What Duvet said at gmail.com. And like I said, I'm going to put so much stuff on the blog. I just got to get busy doing it. It takes up so much time, folks. You don't want to hear me whine, but I will. All right, let's play another song or two. Maybe in a different... You know what? I'm going to play a band called American Bang, which I hear mentioned all the time. Is supposedly the, they're going to be the next big thing. I don't know. Their record seems to be getting delayed and delayed. Anyway, the song's called Whiskey Walk. It's a little more straight-ahead rock and roll. I like that. We'll play that one, close out our little rock thing, and then we'll get into some different stuff. I think this show is going to go over two hours. I apologize. This is bonus time, folks. So enjoy your bonus time. We are going to play more Nashville. Actually, and also, I'm going to close it out with a San Francisco Pick Band of the Week. And they are going to be called The Ever Lovin'. And they have kind of a... They channel Nashville a bit. I think you'll like them. The Ever Lovin', a great band. Uh, we'll, we'll feature a couple songs of theirs, too. Since I'm going over, might as well go all the way over. Speaking of over, this rant is over. We're going to play American Bang, and then we're going to play God Only Knows. It'll be interesting, though, and it'll be from Nashville, and you'll love it. That much I do know.
Welcome back, my Duvidians. Alright, we're going to get switch gears. We're going to get into some uh, different artists representing Nashville that have a different sound than what we've just listened to. That block of kind of rock and garage rock and hard, heavy stuff. We're going to start with Courtney Tidwell. Courtney Tidwell, I played a little bit earlier. That song she did with Kurt Wagner from Lamb Chop. This is a different vein. This is kind of more what I heard on her MySpace page. Really like it. It's a very different sounding singer-songwriter out of Nashville that Tristan was also speaking about. So thank you. Good on you, Tristan, for giving me the heads up. Discovering new music all the time. That's what I like to do. That's what I like to pass on to you here. So let me pass on Courtney Tidwell. The song is called... 17 horses you can find it on our myspace page like i said i'm going to link to a lot of this stuff on www.whatduvesa.com enough promo back to the music
Who doesn't like a little French in their music? That was Tallest Trees doing Alouette. Before that, we had Vinyl Thief doing Lights and Waves. And before that was Courtney Tidwell and 17 Horses. Pretty interesting stuff, I would say. Not what you think of when you think of Nashville. That was a really... Uh, Shows the diversity, I guess, that, that triple shot there. So let's get back to more music, shall we? Like I said, upcoming, we're going to have the Everlovin' San Francisco slash East Bay's very own Everlovin'. Play a couple songs off their new CD that just came out. Do a little hyping for them. Support the home team. Now back to the away team. I want to play a song by... I was turned on actually by New Music Express, publication out of England. Turned me on to these guys. They're called Pure Ecstasy. They're very, very uh, droney and moody, and I like it. The song's called Alexandria. I, I think I might have played them way back in the day when I first started doing this show. So we'll, we'll revisit Pure Ecstasy. And then we're going to get back into some more of the uh, rock and pop stuff, and then into the Everlovin'. And then you are free to go. You might want to listen to this show in stages. Unless you have a lot of time on your hand or you're doing a long drive. Say you're driving out to Nashville. This would be a great podcast to listen to. So everybody out there in the internet land that listens to this show, especially you, especially those of you in Denmark, we love you, Denmark. You know we do. All right. Pure ecstasy. Here we go. Back to the music. I'm going to play them into, uh, I think, the Ets doing a song called No Home, and then we'll see what other trouble we can get into.
That was the Ets. They are actually a relocated band from Los Angeles. And they're signed to a San Francisco-based record label. But I think they call Nashville their home now. And I saw them play... When I was at Austin City Limits, they played one of the after shows with those darlings and Black Lips. And it was a great show. They kicked a lot of ass. Really good band live. Again, that song's called No Home. And before that was Pure Ecstasy doing Alexandria, which is topical considering what's going on in Egypt right now. All right, what isn't going on in Egypt right now, I'm guessing, is... Gosh, what should we play? I think I'm going to play one band from Mississippi, too, just to mix things up. But that'll come a little bit later. We'll, we'll talk about that. Let's hear... Let's hear Bass Drum of Death. A lot of people like this band. I sure do. Bass Drum of Death. The song's called Get Found. I'm going to get lost.
No, not hey guys. <laughs> no hey, worries. We're all fun with this. Hey, we're full. Right, hey, got, we're room with bulls. I got it. I got it. Okay. Hey, we're room with bulls. That don't work. No, no, no. Ready, go. You got a better Hey, we're room with bulls. We hope you listen to what Dubay says about music. Thanks so much, That's fellas. awesome.
God, I like that band. That's Run With Bulls. Another Nashville, Tennessee sensation. I know they're recording a new record. They were just up in the mountains somewhere recording a new record. That was a wonderful show they put on for, uh, for us at ACL. I was going to say for me, as if they were playing just for me. They weren't, but let me tell you something about that band. did a great interview with them a little while back, and gosh, I guess uh, shortly after ACL, so sometime in October, I will link to that as well on the blog. I'm going to be talking with Brad Sample and the boys soon. Uh, we'll get them on this show. What do they said about music? That was a little bit of fun we had with their station ID. And you know what? They're the only band to do a station ID for this show that actually hit a harmony. So bravo, boys. They have so many great songs. I can't wait to hear their new stuff. So that's my shout out to Run With Bulls. I love you, dogs. All right, so let's play that one band from Mississippi that I said I was going to play, Dewatusi. I think they play Nashville quite a bit, so we'll include them in the mix. And then we're going to play, excuse me, this cold is just killing me. It's been with me forever. Then we're going to play the Everlovin' out of the East Bay out here in California, home to Duvet. And you, my loyal Davidians, this is your little slice of California right here, this podcast. So I hope you're enjoying it, Nashville. We're going to play d and then we're going to go into the Everlovin'. And we're going to have the Everlovin' on the show at some point, too. That's in the works. A lot of big plans. Big plans for 2011.
I love the harmonica at the end of that song. That's the Ever Lovin' doing a song called Underneath My Gun. And they are SF Pico Band of the Week or Band Pick Band of the Week. My God. I gotta get it together, people. I can't remember my own brands. The Ever Lovin' is a really cool band. They play around at the parkside a lot, they're playing in the East Bay. They do these things called, uh, God, I think they're called Twang Sundays at the Parkside. I've seen them a bunch of times over the years, but they just have gotten so much better with this release. I don't know, maybe I, I haven't seen them recently, but these songs are all great. I really dig them. Um, four Piece, Husband and Wife, and Brother. And I don't know Steve Robinson, but he plays a great guitar. And he is, uh, I, I do know Dinah and I know Eric and I've met Ben before. They're uh, really, uh, they, we can go in the Wayback Machine, but th this album is really good. It's called Fountain and Souvenirs. Look for it on iTunes. I think they also have a, definitely have a MySpace page, so look for them. I'll link to them as well on the blog. And let's play another song by them. Uh, what should we play? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play By the Light of the Moon. I like the title. Sounds very Nashville to me. Hope you enjoy this show. I have been Robert Bob Duvet. I am out. I don't know what ne next week's show is going to be about. It's going to be a theme. We're getting close to noise pop, so maybe I'll do the noise pop primer. Ooh, shit, we are. It is going to be the noise pop primer. How's that? I have made an executive decision here at WDS. Thanks again for joining me at What Duvet Said about music. I'd like to thank very much... Tristan for joining me on today's program and doing that interview. Hope you enjoy all the music. The playlist will be posted to www.whatduvaysaid.com. You can always reach us at 415-937-0445. Like us on Facebook. Search for What Duvay Said. You will find us. And you can always write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. There is all the pertinent information on this epic three-hour show. Back to the ever-loving by the light of the moon. I hope you enjoy. Robert Bob Duvet is out for this week.
just one little song, huh?